Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2012, and this is Radio Wave. Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. And so we pray for understanding, comprehension of the wonder of the times we live in. This her time given to us. How is it we're so fortunate to live in this day? And what does Our Lady do to us today, or rather for us today? She goes further into what the future is about. What kind of future does the world have? If we measure it by what's going on every day in the news, not much of one. In fact, there's not a lot of hope in what we see on the news, and what we see that surrounds us, and what we see in the culture, in our life, and societies of the world. I said, don't have societies and families without God. That means the opposite. If you want to interpret that, that you're attempting to have societies and the family without God. She wouldn't be saying it if that was happening. And so we feel this. And we don't feel the joy there's not much to be joyful about in the culture. Not anything to be happy about. And yet our lady comes today and calls us to joy. How do we achieve that joy? Why does she want us to have it? What's the purpose? What's the reason? After all, Bernadette was told she could be made happy in this world. And she had a world much better than ours in many ways. More simple. And yet it's our lady who says, I want you to be joyful. I want you to be happy in this world. So our lady's words today, the 25th, once each month given clear as crystal, as Revelations talks about in the Bible, given medicines for all the nations. A biblical happening took place today. Look at your last chapter in the in Revelations. It talks about the 25th message. Once each month, 12 times a year, medicines for the nations. Who makes up nations? Families. Who, are, who makes up families? Individuals. Today, Our Lady spoke these words individually to you. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's January 25th, 2012 monthly message to the world. 
Dear children, with joy, also today, I call you to open your hearts and to listen to my call. Anew, I desire to draw you closer to my Immaculate Heart, where you will find refuge and peace. Open yourselves to prayer until it becomes a joy for you. Through prayer, the Most High will give you an abundance of grace, and you will become my extended hands in this restless world which longs for peace. Little children, with your lives, witness faith and pray that faith may grow day by day in your hearts. I am with you. Thank you for having responded to my call. The messages are so spectacular, so profound in their meaning. A lady actually gave one of the messages here, speaking about her messages in 1988, to live the profoundness of her messages. All the while in the 80s, we were hearing a lot of people, especially theologians, oh, they're too simple. This doesn't make any sense. We don't need these. It's just repetition. Just repetition? Here we come again. Our lady talks about joy. She calls us anew. Get closer to her immaculate heart. It's just a message. Be my extended hands in this restless world, which longs for peace. Same thing? Oh, is that so? I told you these messages are for you individually. Suppose you went and volunteered your time in Africa. And you're helping the people in Somalia. And you're giving yourself to them to clear the fields of mines. As this Jessica girl was doing. And it's strange, on October 25th, 2011, she got kidnapped. We were in Florida at that time. A lady gave a message. I am looking at you and in your hearts I do not see joy. Today I desire to give you the joy of the risen one. Isn't it strange that a rescue to the Navy SEALs happens on January 25th? A 25th and a 25th? She wasn't happy that day. Does she know Our Lady? I don't know. But if she was reading the messages and she got that before she was kidnapped and thought about it later, she wouldn't have joy. But she says, I give you the risen one. In other words, have your hope in him through this ordeal. But October, November, December, three months, 90 days of misery, nine captors, and then Our Lady comes today. I desire to call you closer to my immaculate heart. Well, you will find refuge and peace. What did she need? She needed refuge. She needed peace. From what? What Our Lady says today. From this restless world which longs for peace. All the ingredients this girl Jessica needed. Does she know the messages? I don't know. Will she remember it or find out or learn about it in the future? Well, our lady tells you, little children, with your lives, witness faith and pray that faith may grow day by day in your hearts. 
What are you supposed to do with that? You're supposed to be my extended hands. Will she suffer harm mentally a year from now? Back at her home in, I think it's Connecticut. And will she run across somebody that may know her lady of Queen of Peace of Medjugorje? And she has scars from this. And she learns of her lady and then she looks at her date. October 25th, she was kidnapped. I see no joy in you. Hold out for the joy of the risen one. And then that day she's rescued. You will be found in refuge and peace. I'll give you abundant graces. And you're witnessing to her and she catches that. These messages are for everyone who walks the earth individually. I didn't make the scenario of the dates or the circumstances or how miraculously somebody's rescued like that. An incredible story. Our Lady's writing a story every day. If they were to die in that, she would have died in the middle of the story. We're always in a story. Whether it's the end of the life or you're at the beginning of the life. When you die, you're still in the middle of some stories that's finished, some that's just beginning, and right in the middle of others. Life is just that way. But what are you going to make of it? Are you going to have in your life things that will bring you joy? What are the things that doesn't cause joy in your life? Things that you didn't live in the proper way? We often see older people, often in misery, and even middle-aged people, because they've gone through their whole life making decisions that didn't lead to joy. Whatever happened to living in life where we live by God's grace and we can say He abundantly blessed me, and because He abundantly blessed me, I can look up across my life with memories and thoughts about different things, decisions, family, and be happy. But everything's broken today. When people look back on their life, all I see is brokenness. What is a broken promise? How many actions have you taken that you started out on track that you were going to do something that you broke it. Is that going to bring you joy later? It's why Lady says, Dear children, today, she wants you to have happy memories. She don't want you to have any broken promises. It's a, kill, it's a joy killer. And joys, and you see these older people that used to be joyful, would laugh, lighthearted, instead of broken, burdened, Meditating on wrong decisions, broken family. That's the saddest words you'll ever see. And it's the saddest people. And unfortunately, most of the culture is made up that way. And that's why October 25th, the lady said, I am looking at your hearts and I do not see joy. But she adds this. She says, today I desire to give you joy of the risen one. He may lead you and embrace you with his love. 
But he said, today, on the 25th of January, I desire to draw you closer to my American heart. She wants to, she wants to embrace you. She's your refuge. But to do that, you need to be in grace. You need to be making godly decisions. You need to have a Christian worldview about how you perform your work, live your life. And when you do, you create memories that will be joyful later. And you won't have broken heart and other people's hearts is broken. You'll find a treasure chest of memories. I'm out here every day Breaking hearts along the way I cause tears to fall And some to lose it all This whole world would be Better off without me This word you've spoken I'm a promise broken I'm the ball game that you missed I'm the calls that don't come in I'm every poor excuse Used to cover up the truth I tell the people that you love but they don't matter quite enough There's no stopping me once I'm in motion I'm a promise broken Disappointment, disillusion, despair, confusion I've seen it all in the rise Don't promise you will if you won't, don't say you do If you don't, it's alright to say you'll try Will I get pushed aside? When you move on with your life But I'll stand the test of time In your heart and in your mind You'll think about me now and then Wonder how your life might have been But I will leave you never knowing I'm a promise broken I'm a promise broken I promise to have and to hold The first promise is broken and we begin, begin with that promise and you break that. How can anybody or have, how can anything else in the culture hold? If that center can't hold, which is where civilization is made from, what can? And so we don't appreciate 
nor do we understand the significance of marriage, of family, of what makes great nations. We've lost the significance of who we are. Because we like act in a human way, always looking at what man can do and not God can do for us. And when we don't need him, he turns us over to ourselves. First chapter of Romans. And we're there, people. Nobody's joyful. Nobody's in joy. Oh, well, there's the exceptions. But the more you live our lady's messages, the more you'll be satisfied. You have a satisfied mind. But this world's peaceless because it don't want that which is peace. And all he tells us that which is peace is God. God is peace. So everything around is rejecting God. And when you reject God, you reject peace. I already told you a years ago, everybody wants peace and satisfaction, but no one wants Jesus. Jesus Christ is the only one. Mohammed didn't do it. Buddha didn't do it. Jesus Christ is the only one that says, I am. One in the Father. He claimed he was God. And so people want to minimize or mundane who Jesus was. And Christians step aside saying, well, yeah, let's be just, okay, let's, let's be equal footing with Mohammed or, or Buddha or somebody else. They didn't claim their God. Only Jesus Christ did that. And so when we let people think, are we scared to evangelize? Our lady didn't say, I didn't want you to bring Jesus. She said, I want you to be my extended hands to this restless world which longs for peace. And only Jesus can give that. And after 30 years of apparitions on Christmas Day, Our Lady coming and Jesus himself blessing us with peace, it's available. And everybody, no matter their belief or non-belief, hungers for it. Through prayer, the Most High will give you an abundance of grace and you will become my extended hands in this restless world which longs for peace. In other words, which longs for God. In other words, which longs for Jesus Christ. And are we giving it to them? Are we praying? We'll never be able to do that if we don't transmit this in a way that we ourselves are in such joy that they'll want to be a part of that. I want a piece of that. I don't want pieces of my life broken. I want the joy you have that want to be like you. past, God destroyed the sinful world in the waters of the flood. He chose Noah alone and his family to be saved upon the ark. Today, mankind is sinking in a whirlpool of sin, 
and it does not even know in what sin it is sinking. Who will save us from this whirlpool? Where is our ark to be found? Who is our navigator upon the stormy waves? The ark today is not of wood made by man, but rather in the opening of a motherly mantle, the star of the sea, Mary of Nazareth, mother of Jesus, the queen of peace, God's ark for us today, leading us to security, to peace, to a future. Will you allow yourself to be saved upon this ark? A new ark, a booklet by a friend of Medjugorje, available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. A new ark by a friend of Medjugorje, available through Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Things that bring joy are things that you do in life of right decisions that, or consolations. That you're satisfied in the way you did it, the way things turned out. While it may have passed years ago, there'll be a point where you'll be reflected on that. My dad just turned 89 yesterday, and he, every time we go see him, he's always reflecting about his past life. And one of the things he enjoys much, a great deal talking about is World War II and in combat. And that's because there was something that was meaningful to that. It gave purpose to life. He was living something of an era that was so historic in its moment and its time that we had never experienced it before. He went to Japan after Nagasaki and after Hiroshima, the atomic bomb dropped. He was at these places. And that's, that never happened in the world before. And to be victorious is something of joy. Yes, it was miserable in certain circumstances. Yes, people were lost. But there was purpose to life. The cause was just. What is your cause? Except to maintain and make it in this culture. And it's not consoling and it's not bringing happiness. Our Lady wants us to draw closer to her immaculate heart because she's in a moment of history that the world's never seen before. God has given this woman, this particular woman, this particular time. She said it in the late 90s. You live in a particular time. Particular means unlike another time. We can't say and compare it to some other time. There's nothing to match us to. We've never had a being come from heaven daily to guide the whole world. Yes, we've had it to saints. Yes, we've had it to people. Yes, we've had St. Michael appear over Rome when Attila the Hun was marching and he 
wanted to conquer the whole world. And the Pope went out to meet him, ready to conquer Rome. And he looks over to the Pope and he sees St. Paul and Peter, I think it was, not St. Michael. St. Michael's another story there. And he's frightened by that and he backs down. But we not, that's not the same thing as what's happening today. We have every day the Virgin, the Woman of Revelation is coming to do something like what my tab was talking about yesterday that was unique, particular. World War One or World War Two, rather, was something significant that never happened in war time before. And so you're in a battle, you're in war, and Our Lady says how to fight it. We asked her July 4th, 2008, or rather we didn't ask. We consecrated the United States of America to Our Lady while she was here with Maria. When she appeared, Our Lady said, thank you for all your prayers. We'd spent the last three days in prayer for this nation. People want to make that nasty. They want to make it nationalistic. God delights in you loving your motherland. Or they give a message about the dreams of your father. They may be fulfilled. Because if you love your land, you love your family. You want your family to raise, be raised and prosper with joy in the place that their homeland is. People are so conditioned now. They're so brainwashed that this nationalism. Nationalism is when you want to kill the other nation. When you're playing soccer, that's nationalistic. But patriotism is a virtue. Did you realize that? We should teach this in school. Patriotism is holy. It's virtuous. And so we had our lady here July 1st to the 5th for the birthday of the United States of America, July 4th. And on July 3rd, she came with three angels on the eve of of the birthday of the United States of America in the field. Can you imagine that? Our Lady set the time of the nighttime apparition. She was here for July 4th, 08, and 09, two years in a row. Both years, she did something special. But on July 4th, 2008, she says, Thank you for your prayers. She gave a message. Thank you for all your prayers. What prayers? We've been praying for this country. Is it any better than any other country? No. But you can bet if this country goes down the tubes, the whole world will go with it. It's the only blockhead. It's the only stopping wall that prevents evil from completely ruling the world. Is the nation perfect? We're not addressing that. That's a no-brainer. It's built on Christian principles and virtue. I'm not saying this to brag about the United States of America. It's a fact. If it wasn't here, there'd be many countries lost right now. And evil will rule. God uses nations. God uses people. And so our lady was grateful. Grateful that we were praying for our nation. We gave it to her. We did a consecration of the United States of America to her in the apparition. She's standing there. She says, thank you for all your prayers. 
be my extended hands in this peaceless world. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that profound? She told us the day before she would appear out there in the field. After those words, she says, tomorrow's apparition will be in the bedroom at 11.40. She changed it from 10.30 at night, or rather 10 o'clock at night, to 11.40 the next day, midday, back in the bedroom. Why? Because a family makes up the nation. And you want to heal your nation, you have to heal the family. And so when our lady goes in the bedroom, we feel our house is special. We built it to be special. People don't have the right attitude toward their home now. They don't realize what it's about. They look at it as an investment. Buy this, get something bigger later. When, when my wife and I got married, we planned to die in our house. We lived in a small place first. Apartment, moved to a house. From that house, we moved out within three or four years. We moved in a trailer. We built a house. We spent eight years building it. But it meant something. It meant family. It meant where love was born. And that love that's born is something that makes joy. It's consoling. I was amazed in business. I've talked to people. They'd be 50. They'd be 60. They still didn't know if they were going to be in the same house. This was crazy. I don't understand that. I can say in building my house that after I worked all day and come home, those moments that I was so connected to God, that He was present with angels. There was nights I'd finish my work at midnight after working all day in my company. And I'd prostrate myself in the house thanking God that he gave me this house, gave me this home. It meant something. And while I still had, when we started building the house, much more of my family still yet to build and come and be born there. The memories we have of doing that, of building something together, are consoling when we reflect upon it. Or when I walk in there now, or when I sit in the living room at night reading it's not just a house, it's a home. And how little of that that we have today. There's no tradition. And Ray's shown us very clearly. I felt very strongly. I wanted to make tradition. And yet that was something people were breaking from in the 60s and 70s. Oh, it's just tradition. Tradition gives you the future road to travel on if you're traveling with tradition because you go from what's the past and what the future will be. But when you break from tradition, then you go in all kinds of different directions. It results in anarchy. They said they just do it for tradition. Well, that's good. As long as tradition has life, you don't just carry on without lifeless, with it being lifeless. But in our home, the closeness to God that it caused us because we felt we made the decisions pre-Medjugorje time, we had all the right attitudes. We wanted to bury our roots there. We wanted to die there. We went on cemetery. We got all those things. 
And so as our lady, now that we look back on, should have been a no-brainer for us. We were shocked when she appeared in the bedroom. But she had something she wanted to stay about, say about that, and she still does. The last apparition is in March, the same thing. Our lady starts apparitions off in the bedroom. Only a couple in the field. She returns back there, appearing over the bed. Why is that? What is she saying? That's where love's born. That's where everything's tested. People grow old. They don't have these memories. We've got a million memories because we think in more different. We're thinking more from a Christian perspective. And the culture doesn't think that way. The house is just something that you move on to the next thing, make an investment. Nobody's born there anymore. Love's not born there anymore. When you change that, what happens? Sixteen, sixteen, Leslie Lane The movers came today Took the furniture, the toys, and all the clothes With my dust rag and my broom I make my way from room to room The only sound I hear is my own echo I can't imagine someone else Putting their lives on this shelf Love was born here and it grew here It was tested, it was tried More than once it almost died here But we saved it cause we made it Strong enough to last through all these years born here You might think it was the church where we made the promise first that these two lives of ours would become one But that was just a place to start Time's a teacher of the heart Now this old house seems like a part of what our love's become Was it the kitchen or the den? Which room was it in? Yeah, our love was born here And it grew here It was tested, it was tried More than once it almost died here But we saved it Cause we made it Strong enough to last through all these years It was tried more than once in our most died, but we saved it because we made it strong enough to last through all these years. So I'll take these memories with me, but I never 
16 Leslie Lane The movers came today Took the furniture, the toys and all the clothes It was an event you didn't hear of. Never a warning given. Never reported in the headlines. August 2nd, 1981. A declaration of war. The Virgin Mary appeared at an obscure threshing floor in a corner of the world, in an unknown village called Medjugorje. The Virgin told us that a great struggle was about to unfold between her son and Satan, and that human souls were at stake. All the while, the world moved forward into a war it didn't know was begun. You, between two sides, her son and Satan, heaven and hell, earth the battleground. The time of separation was started on which side shall you be? Entering a New Time, a booklet by a friend of Medjugorje, timeless in its message, important in its direction. Entering a New Time from Caritas of Birmingham. Order on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, and click on Medjmart, or call in the U.S. 205 6722000205672000 Entering a new time by a friend of Medjugorje available from Caritas of Birmingham You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Of course, we have so much that surrounds the home today and strife, difficulties, that people don't know if they'll make it. Just like the song says, love almost died here. But yet the song reflects planning not so much for the future, but just for the moment. And that's how we live as a culture. People just get, get back, get, just think things to get by. We first got married, we was thinking before we even got married about building our house that we would die in. If there's something missing in the society today, it's that. There's not enough reflective thinking. Or at least we reflect on your future. And yet, so many have so many bad decisions made, they reflect constantly on the past. They lost the joy. Life's passing them by. My nephew, my son, my brother's son, he was awakened three nights ago in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning or so, to noise. The next thing he knows, he's been pushed down the hallway. Forcibly. Thrown into the bathroom. And in one second, 
one second, he's praying our fathers, but in that one second, the whole roof was gone. The living room's gone. From one moment to the next. So I asked, there's a story in the tornadoes that you just hear about here. And so his house is gone. What memories does he have there? But I tell you this, only that God changes things from one moment to the next. What's going to happen with the secrets? What's going to happen with our lady? Why does this keep happening here in our region? What is God telling us? Anew I call you, our lady says. Listen to my call anew. Why is that? The Navy SEALs who just rescued, rescued this American girl. Constantly training. Constantly being pushed. So my nephew has his house gone. His mother died in her 40s. My brother's wife. My sister-in-law. When she died, she wanted to be buried in this valley. She didn't want to leave this valley. She can't imagine being anywhere else. She was born, she was buried in a cemetery here. And in his living room, with all the walls gone, the only thing left is a picture of her standing there and a crucifix. God speaks to us. Down the road, another house, a 16-year-old girl, sleeping in her bed, was found on the mattress, 40 feet away, out of the house, sleeping on the mattress. Her dad looked at her with tears in his eyes. She was sleeping like a baby, he said, but she's gone. Incredible. Couldn't even tell that she, was, she had died. And so our life is reflective of this. And these are the decisions that perhaps can't be helped. Are not our decisions, actually. But our lady's trying to get us to pray, to be protected. And when God does take us, we're protected then into eternal life. The faith may grow day by day in your hearts. The Pope's central message for Christmas, for his homily, was faith. He said the prescription of Europe and all the trouble it's founding itself in is, is a return to faith. He calls it faith fatigue. He says that Europe is in a present crisis of faith, as well as the whole world. He said if faith does not take on new life, all other reform remain ineffective. He went on to say that in Africa, that despite the problems, the suffering, and the trials, that Africa clearly experiences what one can still sense, the people's joy in being a Christian. They don't have anything. They have very few things. But there's a joy in that. I've seen that in Mexico. Is it going to take that to happen to us that we lose everything so we can find joy because we're so wrapped up in things that it keeps us from joy? Is life, pa life passing you by by these things? 
is they're doing it in such a way that we're so preoccupied that our life has got to be more than what, rather we feel our life has to be more than what it is. One of these days it'll hit you. It hit all of us. Half your life's over. It's finished. My nephew thought his life was finished. He didn't really have time to think. He couldn't even say that our father. He said he kept saying our father, our father, our father. So who wants to go through life and then have bad memories by having bad joys or bad things that should be joys turn sour? Our Lady, when you look at our message, dear children today, start thinking. Create joy. Choose for that. It's an abundant grace that's available. You will receive it because she says the Most High will give it to you. How? Through prayer. So Our Lady desires to draw us closer to her. My nephew drew close to God. First thing he thought about is praying. Did he go to bed thinking that? I don't know. Did he fall asleep watching TV? I don't know. But one thing we find ourselves, when things go away and everything passes by and life's gone, we go to God. Are we going to go to God with happy memories of I've done everything I could do? Hoping and praying and looking for answers because I didn't do what I was supposed to do? The many omissions of my life? Will you feel any kind of excitement deep down inside of you that I did it? I, I did it. I followed Our Lady. I got on the ark. Or will that spark that's in you that could have been excited and ignited, never flamed? Everybody's searching. Our Lady's got everything to end the search. It's in her hands. All you have to do is ask for it before life passes you by without the memories of joy. All the people living and laughing And I wonder how they found All of the answers to all of their questions How they figured their lives out Cause one day it hits you that your life is halfway over And all you're left with are the pieces of your past Inside me, like a spark that never flamed. Maybe the searching has been the blessing. Maybe I needed time to change. Everyone knows I've had more than my share of bad times, and yet I can see the light of grace begin to shine. I've been.
There's gotta be more to my life than this I'm on my knees praying God help me please I don't want life to pass me by Oh please life don't pass me Do you want in your life, and I'm talking to you if you're 30 years old, if you're 20 years old, or 40, or grow old and let the pieces of your life that you'll be picking up. Joy is something whole. God is whole. Our roadmap is these messages. It's our way to Joy. It's strange that Our Lady has told us this so strong when you come at, to, a, to a time in history that people have never been so far away from having the ability to be enjoying, being trapped, being enslaved as we are. What causes this? The society we built without God. I'm getting past questions that's been sent into the studio saying that, asking. One question was, Our Lady said refuge and peace, using the words refuge for the first time in 31 years. What does she mean? Why use this word to precede peace? Is she revealing something? What is your house except a refuge? Is it, though? Is it something you don't want to come home to? Or is it something you long for? And for those who come back from work, are you making the situation where they long to come home for? It's important to realize, are we making our place a haven, a refuge? People ask us all the time, is this a refuge? But they've got in mind some place to hide out, up in the mountains, or, or save themselves. The only way to save yourself is to be at peace. And to create a life where everything's built on the love of Our Lady, far away. Picking up pieces in life won't be in joy. The bottle won't give you joy. Many people look to that. And they're already trying to wash away the pieces of the life that they broke up. The time they've lost. Life's starting to pass them by. Material things won't give you joy. It's the same thing. And yet Our Lady says, use the things of the earth to help you toward eternal life. The joy we experience at Christmas here is really heightening the children, not because of the things they're going to get, but because they go into St. Joseph's shop, our carpenter's shop, they have all the wood they want, and they make things. They sew. They blacksmith. And the ones, the children here and the youth, all the way into the 20s, the more they make and the more they're creating, they're the ones that have the most joy in them. When it's not self-centered, it becomes selfless. And selfless 
makes one happy. The proverbial saying, when you're depressed, go out and do something for someone else. We see that. And we see the joy of giving by something making made by your hands rather than taking money and going to buy it is different. It's a consolation. It's a peace. One of our community members was just telling me that they can't believe the youth here. She came here in her 30s. Or she's 30 now, I think. And she was just saying, it's amazing. Been around the world and seeing what the youth do here. The talent. How these 14-year-old girls would throw a hay bale. And how they can work till 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, be at school the next day. But they learned that from our lady. Because the lady took the six and she told them to do things that were extraordinary. Things really remarkable. Like on a school night, go up at three o'clock in the morning, cross mountain in the winter, and don't take a flashlight. What does that sound like? Sounds like the Navy SEAL six team. Six visionaries. She gave them hardships. She wanted them to walk this way. And they were the most joyful. Maria says she's experiencing joy in her life today by staying up all night doing adoration when she was 16 and 17 and then going to school from there or going to work in the fields that day without sleep. That that joy of doing that has affected her in her 40s. She's reflecting on life and it makes her happy. And she was happy then. Our ladies really calling us to something like the Navy SEALs. It's augurous. We have to push ourselves. The harder we push ourselves here, the more we follow Our Lady. Just like the message she gave. She says, tomorrow you'll fast. And then she says, then you'll fast for a week after that. These are you she's talking about. Young kids. And when we do that, and we just pick this message, and we're doing it right now for a week. But that last day, after we go through this, is so joyous. We're all eating a meal together. It's so social. It's so fun. And your heart, your soul is lighthearted. And so, what if you live a whole life like this? And that whole life comes to you with memory of the moment, millions of moments. Will they be good? Will they be bad? Because somewhere in your life, the sun will fade. And when it fades, you're going to be reflecting. You're going to think about regrets. And you're going to think about those things you're going to cling to that will bring you consolation, that you did what you were supposed to do, that you did as St. Paul says, I ran the race. I ran the good race. You'll be able to say that. And so as this encompass is the life is really what marriage is about. Growing old together. The children seeing that. Passing on the traditions. Was it wreckage? Did you transmit the bottle to your children? A miserable life? Strife? Our love, love and affection for each other between the husband and wife that pass on to the kids. That they in turn may have an inheritance of the witness of what grew up through the 
life together. Our Lady has told Yvonne that it's God's delight to see three generations underneath one roof. We've lost a village concept where mom and dad may be next door. Granddad and grandma may be on the next door from there. We're so scattered. We live the wrong way. We're not creating memories together because we can't be together. When we're together, we don't know how to behave together. These messages are your everything, your future. All in a day, life is just but a moment. And it'll be where you'll be in your autumn of your life and be gone. Will you be happy? Will you be joyful? Will you be able to love and love your life? Granddaddy seemed to talk in riddles around the end. Took me a whole lot more living to understand what he meant when he said, I was born at daylight, walking tall by seven. Graduated 10 a.m., got saved by 11. Took her hand, it was straight up noon Had three kids before two They all grew up and left in the afternoon Time flies These eyes have seen the glory of the morning turn Into a silent night I've lived a million moments in the time Takes the sun to fade And it feels like it all happened in a day His eyes glisten as he talks about his autumn afternoon Out each other in the chill of a silver moon He got all choked up when midnight fell She squeezed his hand, the clock struck twelve She let go and he was all by himself Time flies, these eyes have seen the glory of the morning turn Into a silent night I've lived a million moments in the time it takes the sun to fade And it feels like it all happened in a day Seen the glory of the morning turn into a silent night. I've lived a million moments in the time it takes the sun to fade, and it feels like it all happened in a day. Time flies. 
in a day Lady tells us in her messages, time is passing. Our Lady says, you're in a time of grace. Use it well. Time flies. The glory of the morning will fade and turn into a silent night. But oh, what a great day it was that we lived and we loved. Because things are going to speed up at the end. Reflect. Don't let life pass you by. Make the most of this time we're in. It's your choice. Love and live and be in joy through memories of that. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. And we wish you a holy, holy good night. <laughs>